Welcome hey, hey, hey. to the angry. You guys are really pissing me off right now. Masons. Masons. With your host, Vice and Hendershot. And sometimes PDP. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the angry Masons. Welcome back, Angry Mason Nation. It's episode 36. And this week, we'll be discussing wacky news, the mighty Florida Gators, and examining the paranormal. Ryan, how the hell's it going? It's going all right now. Oh, okay. That's a good start. Well, before we start, I, I just have to say that um, I listened to uh, last episode, 35, and even I was kind of shocked by how casually i was dropping f-bombs left right and center so hmm. um you know we're actually recording this on yom kippur and being one-eighth jewish i figure I might as well atone <laughs> for that you know because no 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 one needs to hear that many f-bombs i mean it can kind of you know distract and it certainly eliminates the impact of the words so as well you know uh i didn't notice at all because uh i just expect that from you all the time yeah like that's just the way i speak but, yeah, uh, it is. It's very natural. for great podcasts, you know. So, mm. okay. uh, as atonement, I am going to be drinking some punishment juice, and basically, punishment juice is just another word for Jägermeister. So, <clears throat> here see. we go. Mm. Oh, I taste the atonement. I can't help but feel this is all just an excuse for you to drink during the podcast again. Hey, man, that's not cool, right? I mean. Making up excuses to drink, that's what alcoholics do. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for Mm -hmm. holding up a mirror to me, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm here for, man. Dick. That's what I'm here. But you know what? It's not just you and I, Ryan. We've got to complete the triumvirate here. Uh... All right. So, yeah, we're PDP. It's, it's really, where it's really quiet over there. Where? Holy shit! Where's PDP? What? What? What did you do to PDP? I didn't do nothing. Hold on. Let me uh, let me take a quick look around here. Check out his normal hiding mm-hmm. spots when he's okay. Yeah. Ogling me. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Look no, under that trash even, in the corner. Yeah. He's not even behind the couch. No, nothing out oh. of the ordinary there. Just that. Look under the wheelbarrow. Uh, you know, look under the pile of uh, dirty clothes in the corner. Oh no, that's where uh, the uh, the disgraced hobo who likes to wear clown makeup is, and I don't want to. Oh, right all right. So, I guess uh, I guess we gotta move on without him. That's. Uh, I mean, it's tough. There's we're gonna have like a third less mirth now. Ah, that's so we're mirthless. Mirth now. Not mirthless. Mm. That that. Oh. You know, insinuates no mirth. I mean, we I have mirth. It's just less mirth. Not mirth, less, less mirth. Yes. All right. All right. Well, that's fine. We'll just continue on uh, without our third leg, uh, as it were. And uh, Ryan, <laughs> uh, I have to tell you, once again, I am in Massachusetts. Who did you piss off? Uh, well, you know, I... Uh, I've really come to loathe Massachusetts. It's uh, it's wicked bad here. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Yeah. Goddamn so, Massachusetts. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, you are so right. Uh, more than you ever know. I'm surrounded by Patriots fans. Uh, they like to pock the car in the yard. And uh, I. Do you ever see. Um, did you ever see the Shawshank Redemption where that old guy just hanged himself in his hotel? Uh, I didn't see that part. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. movie the entire way through. Don't judge me. I'm, I've seen parts of I just judged you. Like silently, I'm silently judging you. Well, I mean, if you say it, it's not silent judgment then, is it? Uh, wait. There was the silent judgment. Yeah. You son yeah. of a bitch. One of the greatest, one of the greatest films of all time. And, uh, I think ever so slightly less of you than I did just a minute ago. Wow. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. All right. Well, uh, how about you, Ryan? How's, how's life? Well, um, mm-hmm. getting acclimated to my new job. Oh, um, good. Um, You're still employed. That's a great sign. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it turns out uh, my boss lady does listen to the podcast. In fact, I think she just heard our most recent one. Uh, oh. So, yeah. And you still have a job. I am and shocked. I- she must be awesome. Uh, she seems to be awesome. Um, she hasn't listened to episode triple X yet, so let's. Oh, you know, why did you bring that up? There. Oh, she's going right. to go back into the archives, and uh, yeah, you'll be living on the street by next week. Yeah, that uh, even my mom stopped listening at that episode. So. <laughs> she hasn't come back since then. You really, you, you know, alienated think, her with triple X, huh? I think she she's taking it back up, but uh, I think that was just because we talked about the cruise. Nevertheless. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because she was thing, our number one super fan. So she was until episode triple yeah. X. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Miss Hendershot, uh, come back to us. Uh, we need you here at Angry Masons. Well, Ryan yes. needs you for sure. Wow. I mean, yeah. huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so okay. as I was saying, you know, I'm acclimating to the job. Uh, seems great. The people seem great. Uh, just have one little issue. One tiny issue. Oh, let me guess. You've got some feelings on that. You're damn right I do. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Bruh, the absolute last fucking place that I want to talk to you is the fucking men's room. That space is for transactional elimination of waste, period. And that's it. I get that you're probably lonely and obviously awkward socially, but I do not wish to engage in any form of bathroom banter with you. Just wash your hands, shut the fuck up, and then shut the fuck up some more. Oh, is it raining outside? Bitch, my office has windows. I'll know soon enough that it's raining without hearing from you, you men's room meteorologist. And on another note, If the bathroom has urinals, use them when you have to piss. Don't go into a stall where people have to drop their pants to shit and then piss all over the fucking seat. The fuck is wrong with you? And even worse is when the baby dick dudes get in there and their cock just barely reaches past their fly and they piss all over the fucking floor where the aforementioned pants go when one has to shit like an idiot. If you're a tiny dick dribbler, then sit down to pee, Mr. Lady. If this shit keeps up in my office building... I'm just going to say fuck it and rock adult diapers. Sorry, co-workers. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna do with 
Wow. That's that's something else. I mean, it sounds like you're going to have to start pissing in the elevator again. <laughs> God damn it, that wasn't me. <laughs> but I might start. <laughs> well, I mean, your desk was the closest to the elevator uh, every time there was a turd there. And all I'm saying is, uh, you know, if you're going to be that close, you might very well be the guy who put it there. No, no. I mean, I, I like to think my turd would be distinctive. And it wouldn't just be, you know what? Let's just skip ahead. I didn't do it. Can't prove I did it. And it's kind of gross that you would think I did. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, now that you've expressed your feelings on bathroom behavior, uh, also about your mother and about your boss, uh, maybe it's time we go <laughs> ahead and move on and uh, talk about a little wacky news. It's like I just had an eight-minute-long therapy session. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what this podcast uh, is for? It is more or less the documentation of my descent into madness, yes. It is. Uh, And someday, uh, you know, uh, I'll probably package and sell these to some researcher for lots of money, uh, you know, long after you've stroked out in uh, one of your fits of anger. And, uh, you know, maybe it will be for the benefit of mankind. Uh. You know, researchers don't actually make a lot of money, right? Well, that's disappointing. I plan to live forever. And it seems to me that there's a man in India who is now the oldest man in the world. And he has discovered how to live forever. He's 123 years old, Ryan. He was born in 1896. Good gravy. That's an old motherfucker. I mean, I'm pretty sure he farts dust at this point at 123 years old. That's just insane. Uh, I think at that age, you can't trust farts because you might like shit yourself and die. I think that you might be right. Well, uh, this man born in 1896 says the secret of his age, Ryan, no sex, no fine herbs and extensive yoga practice every day. He says, I know that sex exists, but I have never felt the need to experience it. Who wants to stick around on this planet for 123 years without sex and herbs? Fuck it. I don't know. I mean, uh, I was just trying to, uh, you know, cheer you up a little bit and let you know you might live a lot longer than you think. No, no, not with the head start I've had. Yeah, you're already one foot in the grave, Ryan. Damn. What's up with that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's not the years, it's the mileage. Someone famous said that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm an avid endorsement, so, you know, I should be mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, hey, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so future researcher listening to this, there you go. It's another mile marker. Well, uh, apparently, Ryan, a pair of parents have been uh, arrested and charged for abandoning their young daughter. You know, I've always kind of wanted to adopt a child mm-hmm. just so I could abandon it in the mall. <laughs> just abandon it in the mall? Why would you do that? I don't fuck with no kids. I said that on episode one. Well, Ryan Christine Barnett, who's 45, and her husband, Michael Barnett, 43, have been in charge with abandoning their daughter when she was nine years old in Lafayette, Indiana, and then they fled to Canada. 
God damn. Like, how bad was that kid? Well, the story is a little weird because you see Christina Michael agreed to the emergency adoption of Ukrainian born. uh, Her name is Natalia Grace uh, uh, from Florida. And they were told that she was six. But she has a rare form of dwarfism. (laughs) And uh, apparently um, there started to be a few warning signs here and there that perhaps Natalia was just a little bit older than she said she was. Oh, so how old was she? Well, a number of things started to happen. Uh, First of all, the young uh, girl had a uh, much more extensive vocabulary than someone who's nine years old normally would. Uh, Also, a young 10-year-old Natalia uh, seemed to have blood on her clothes, indicating she was menstruating. Man, they they grow quickly over in uh, Ukraine, huh? Uh, right. And so that's what you could thought. Maybe it's some sort of medical condition uh, where she's aging. Chernobyl, yeah, some Chernobyl reaction. Yeah, a little radiation uh, floating over or something like that. So the parents took young Natalia to a doctor who did a bone density test and discovered that, in fact, uh, they believe she is not nine years old, but is 22. Ha! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, So the parents, of course, say they are the true victims uh, who were terrorized for years by the mysterious imposter. Uh, And that wasn't the only thing. Not only did she have some uh, physical signs of being older, but she also seemed to have a few mysterious mental uh, lapses as well, Ryan. Mysterious mental lapses, like how? Uh, She threatened to stab them in their sleep, uh, once pushed her toward an electric fence, and the mother caught the girl pouring bleach in her coffee. <laughs> oh, what a murderous little tyke. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, apparently, she was jumping out of moving cars. She was smearing blood on mirrors. And she was just basically doing things you could never imagine a little child doing. Well, I mean, didn't grow up around the kids I grew up around, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, mm. it's kind of fucked up. That's no, it's super fucked up. I mean, it seems like right out of a movie, right? You adopt an orphan and it turns out that orphan is trying to murder you and is some sort of evil, you know, devil spawn. Wasn't that like a Tim Conway movie back in the day? I could swear it was. Well, um, there were a lot of clues that uh, Natalia wasn't what she says she was. Uh, She shunned dolls and toys, sought the company of teenage girls, and appeared to use sophisticated vocabulary, of course. Uh, So right now, the uh, charges still stand of abandoning a child uh, because her birth certificate still says uh, that she is only 10 years old. But uh, the police are investigating. And uh, with all this evidence, I think it's pretty clear that uh, the poor parents have been duped into adopting uh, an evil devil child. That was my theory that because of Chernobyl and fluorescent lighting and the hormones and McDonald's kids are just growing up quick nowadays, man. I don't know what's going on over there uh, in Russia, in Europe, that sort of thing. But uh, apparently maybe that uh, Chernobyl radiation has had quite a few effects because our next story comes from Russia where a man is suing Apple claiming his iPhone turned him gay. You're not gay, dude. You're just Russian. I can see where you'd be confused. Apparently, the man 
try to purchase Bitcoin on his phone. But instead, uh, a cryptocurrency called Gaycoin was delivered via a smartphone <laughs> app. So Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. A, according to the complaint, the Gaycoin cryptocurrency arrived with a note saying, don't judge until you try. And so the man says, uh, I thought in truth, how can I judge something without trying? So I decided to try same-sex relationships. Now I have a boyfriend, and I do not know how to explain this to my parents. Uh, he says, my life has been changed for the worse, and he'll never become normal again. So he's suing Apple and iPhone for turning him gay. Wow, that is just... Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't even want to comment. <laughs> well, you know, in Russia, Ryan, uh, up until very recently, it was illegal to be gay. And uh, even though that law has been taken out, there's still a big stigma attached to it. So I don't know. You think maybe this guy's just scrambling to try to figure out a way to shift blame away from himself that, uh, you know, that he's a gay man. That is a distinct possibility. How much is he suing for? Well, let's see. He is asking for one million rubles. That sounds like a lot. About $15,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm game. It's your fault. But we can sell it for 15 grand. <laughs> love is love. I'm going to say that. And um, trying to capitalize on it in any way is just gross. No matter yeah. what kind it is. Agreed. Unless well, you're jerking off in front of horses and fields and then you sell your uh, rights to for a screenplay. That uh -huh. you could exploit. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Well, uh, so I think we can both agree. Boo to this man and his lawsuit against Apple. And uh, I say, uh, you know, good luck trying to collect that money from uh, from gay coin. So, uh, yeah. You know. Boo. Yeah. Boo, boo to you. Russian man. Oh. Just come out now, of the closet. Be free with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then Putin's uh, goons will come along and probably throw him from a building. But uh, that's uh, a story from another day. So. Ryan, this next story comes from Enid, Oklahoma. And Ryan, this one only proves my theory that dogs are trying to murder you. I mean, you keep coming up with stories about it, so I'm mm -hmm. starting to... Yeah, they all laughed yeah. at me, Ryan. They scorned and mocked me, saying I was crazy. But I'm telling you, it is a worldwide conspiracy on behalf of dogs to murder their owners and take over the world. Because this time... Tina Springer, who was 44 years old, was riding in a car with her excitable yellow Labrador Molly when they pulled over to stop uh, and let a train pass. OK, uh, so they're at a gate letting the train go by. The dog gets a little excited, jumps on the gun and shoots the woman in the leg. Ryan, she almost bled to death. <laughs> what are you doing with a loaded gun on your front seat? First off, like what sketchy part of town are you going to? Oh, wait, you said the dog's name was Molly. That's right. Oh, I, I think I know what kind of neighborhood she was in and what she was there for. Oh, well, apparently she was traveling with a loaded twenty two caliber handgun kept in the front seat center console. As the train passed, seven-month-old Molly apparently became spooked and jumped onto the console, causing the gun to fire. At least that's what the police say. But we know the real truth here. Molly was trying to murder Tina Springer. Well, I mean, the poor dog probably got lonely with, uh, you know, Miss Springer at all these raves. Just mm -hmm. doing who knows what. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you think they named her Molly, uh, you know, because of some sort of drug addiction? Oh, yeah. 
I'm absolutely huh. certain of it, having no knowledge of the background or personality or anything whatsoever. But I'm huh. certain of it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, well, there was another guy in the car, Brent Park, 79 years old. And uh, when uh, Tina Springer was shot, uh, of course, he called 911 and let them know that a gun went off, uh, got her in the leg. The operator said uh, she shot herself. And the guy says, no, she didn't do it to herself. We had a dog in here and he uh, stepped on the gun. Uh, so uh, fortunately, Parks was able to create a makeshift tourniquet from a seatbelt after the 911 operator walked him through the process. Springer was taken to a hospital and received treatment and is expected to recover. As for Molly, she's back home with her owner and will be kept away from trains. Of course, it doesn't say anything here about kept in, being kept away from guns. You know, if only that old man had a gun, he could have stopped this. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not One into good politics. guy with a gun can solve anything. <laughs> but maybe oh, not in this case. Not in this case. Now, Ryan, you know we can't get out of any wacky news segment without a visit from the infamous Florida man. You know, we got to make up a song for this guy. I know we need like a theme or something. He needs a, uh, he needs his own TV show and a costume. That's what he needs. <laughs> you know, the costume is just going to be a banana hammock and flip flops. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely flip flops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please. I had people come in for uh, job interviews and in flip flops and shorts when I lived in Florida. Good. What? Damn. You're not going yeah. to like Walmart at fucking three in the afternoon. It's a job interview. You ass. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't hire any of those people. Yeah, so. funny, right? Yeah. Well, uh, this story, Ryan, actually comes from Hopetown, and I think you're very familiar oh with that. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, it's like where I live. <laughs> yes, and also where I used to live at one point. Uh, fortunately, I was smart enough to sell that house and move out of Florida. But uh, that's a story for a different day. Uh, Timothy Kepke, who's 27 years old from Hopetown, and his buddy Noah. Um, were both arrested October 3rd on a felony charge, each of unlawfully taking an alligator. You see, uh, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission got a complaint about the two men holding an alligator and enticing the reptile to bite his arm uh, and then pouring beer into an animal's mouth. I am just glad that it wasn't any of my cousins. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but I'm no. just glad it's not. No, uh, nothing here about urinating on a couch or anything like that. Uh, just oh, um, hey, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have gone there. But uh, Damn, you see, man, uh, some chill, man. Get some chill. <laughs> the man told officers that uh, he caught the reptile with his bare hands. Uh, after he caught the alligator, uh, he enticed it to bite him and then poured beer into his mouth. Needless to say, the alligator reacted very poorly to having beer poured in his mouth. Uh, and began to attack them, that's when they let it go. Um, they also insist that they were not drunk when the incident happened. And uh, I'm just going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> they had some beers, but they weren't drunk. And the only reason the gator acted out was because it wasn't his brand. They probably poured, like, natural light down his throat or something. I was that's just going to say. gator. Yeah, it was probably Milwaukee's best or some natural light or something like that. I mean, Yeah. So I guess that's how boring it gets in Hope Sound. You got nothing to do. Get some beers, find a gator, get him to bite you. Oh, my God, you don't know. Well, I mean, you do know. And yeah. yeah. It's the rest of you, you don't know. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. The horror. Right. 
All right. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, that about does it for wacky news, Ryan. Uh, uh, let's get out of there while we can. And, uh, let's talk a little bit about some football. Ryan, our beloved Miami Dolphins, uh, who, let's face it, are the worst team in the NFL, perhaps the worst team in history. Uh, the best thing we can say about them is they didn't lose this weekend, Ryan. To quote Dusty Rhodes, they're going through hot times. They put hot times <laughs> on my Miami Dolphins. <laughs> That's right. Nothing but hard times. Well, the only reason they didn't lose this weekend is because they had a bye week. And uh, coming up, Ryan, it's the toilet bowl. And it's going to be the Redskins, Redskins versus the Dolphins. Here, Ryan, is a sad, sad fact uh, about just how far, far the Miami Dolphin organization has fallen. Uh, right now, um, tickets for the Dolphins versus Redskins are going for $16. And just to give you a little bit of perspective, the absolute cheapest ticket you can get for a uh, the matchup between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants is one hundred and eight dollars before fees. So that's how bad it's getting in the Dolphins. Sixteen bucks, Ryan. It costs twenty three dollars to go to the Miami Zoo. Uh, so uh, yeah, sixteen bucks will get you in to watch the Dolphins versus Redskins. Shit, sixteen bucks gets you a beer in Dolphin Stadium. What the fuck? That's true. Actually, you know, I saw a story last week. Uh, we didn't mention it in Wacky News, but a beer vendor in the stadium was arrested for charging a man $750 on his credit card ah. for a beer. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, there's so much, there's a lack of volume, you know, that he's doing now. So yeah. he has to make it up somehow. Beer vendor's got to live, man. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, he's got uh, he's got the, the market cornered there in the stadium. If he's going to have to charge 700 bucks for a beer, that's what you're going to have to pay. You know, if you're if you're going to pay that, you're already drunk. So whatever happens, happens. <laughs> That's on you. Well, this guy apparently, um, what he was doing was used a uh, skimming device to uh, ring up the beer instead of using his actual register, uh, and then began charging on the man's card. So uh, he ended up being arrested. Uh, uh, it's probably a really bad idea. And. Uh, yeah, I guess he thought maybe uh, if you're dumb enough to go to a Dolphins game this year that uh, you probably wouldn't notice if he was going to charge 700 bucks <laughs> on your credit card. Damn. This is your yeah. favorite team, dude. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Ryan, I've been to many Dolphins games over the years, and many of them were, were losses. And uh, I always feel a little sad and depressed. As a matter of fact, I went to the AFC Championship game way back in the early 90s where they got beat down by the Buffalo Bills, and there were Dolphins fans burning the Dolphins flag out in the parking lot. That's just how Miami Dolphins fans roll. Oh yeah, we're the worst. We have, the Dolphins have the worst fan base ever. Nothing in but fact, fickle sons of bitches. In fact, I've only been to one game where they've lost, which so I'm kind of fortunate that way. Mm -hmm. But I almost got into a fight that, at that game with another Dolphins fan. <laughs> how does that even happen? You're supposed to fight Jets fans or Patriots fans or something like that. Yeah, well, if you recall last year, I went to uh, the, the Miami and uh, the Jets game. And I told mm -hmm. you about the Jets fans fighting each other. And, That's you know, right. And laughed about it and said, ha ha, these really suck. And uh, we're not laughing as loud this year, which is weird. 
Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're really not laughing. It's all yeah. part of the plan. I know. It's all part uh, of the plan. Well, you know, and if I did go to a game, I would definitely be one of those people that wears the paper bag on his head the whole time as a statement. Hell no, it's too hot for that. I need something <laughs> that breathes, which is why I got my luchador mask. But that mask oh, yeah. is not uh-huh. aqua and orange. That mask is orange and blue. Yep, that's right, Ryan. There's no way to cheer us up better than talking about the mighty, mighty Florida Gators. And this week, uh, this past weekend, Ryan, they were triumphant in their homecoming game in the Swamp when they defeated the uh, Auburn, uh, what are they, Tiger, War Eagles, uh, something, Ruthers, uh, whoever they were, it doesn't matter because uh, they were defeated 24-13 to 13 in an upset special, those mighty Florida Gators. Alabama! Excuse me while I laugh heartily. <laughs> you know, um, we have one big Auburn fan who also happens to be an angry Mason fan. So out of deference to uh, that super fan, you know, I'm not going to say anything too awful about the team. Um, you know, they just, uh, they tried hard, Ryan, uh, they put up a fight, but anyone who's going to come into the swamp, uh, for that homecoming game and thinks they're going to escape with a victory is sadly, sadly mistaken. Under Dan Mullen. We have to, we have to add that qualifier because of the last two coaches, but yeah. 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 Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about this year. We're talking about these Gators. Why are you bringing the swamp up old is shit? back, baby? That's right. That's right. So, uh, you know. Sorry, Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Put up a good effort, but uh, unfortunately for them, Ryan, what do you think is going to happen when they have to play Alabama? You know, it's oh, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's being played. If it's being played in Auburn, they have a chance. Mm-hmm. If they're playing in Tuscaloosa, mm. it is in fact on November thirtieth. The uh, Alabama Crimson Tide will be visiting the Auburn Tigers. Uh, And so um, I have to say, though, uh, as much as I would love to see Auburn defeat Alabama, I uh, feel like that freshman quarterback is, uh, uh, you know, he's if he was rattled in the swamp, he's only going to be just as rattled when the uh, Crimson Tide comes uh, crashing through that offensive line. Well, assuming that his psyche is not damaged indelibly, Mm -hmm. um and he may never be the same after that thorough, thorough beating. I was really worried about him on the ground there. He was, uh, uh, you know, he was looking kind of bewildered and dazed. And, uh, you know, what I really thought he needed. He needs some milk. Yeah, that's what I was thinking during the game. So uh, it's probably not going to look much better for him as the season goes on. You know, I think that, you know, he'll get his shit together again, mm-hmm. assuming he's not totally damaged in the psyche. And, yeah, uh, in a straight jacket, kind of, you know, <laughs> drooling on himself in the corner, uh, having yeah. flashbacks of the swamp, like, oh, God, oh, there's a chomping me. Oh, my God. Yeah, could be. So, yeah, assuming no PTSD, I think they have a def- decent chance to uh, put up a, a good fight. Possibly hey, you know what? Win. I will be rooting for them. Uh, on that day, I will be like, go Auburn. That's what I'll be saying. Will you? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because oh, uh, pretty okay. much root for anybody that is playing against Alabama. Oh, what if it's Alabama against FSU? I. Why would you even go there? I would <laughs> wish for a meteor to hit the stadium uh, and take them out. Uh, it's kind of like when the Patriots play the Jets or, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, Alabama versus the Patriots could bro- would probably be like the worst, uh, you know, the most evil matchup of all time. That's when you hope that scene from that last uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movie uh, mm-hmm. actually became real. <laughs> yeah. I just in the, the field just opens up beneath them and swallows them to the depths of hell. That would oh, be, yeah. Something uh, new for the masturbation journal now. Yeah. I'm just going to write that down. Yep. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately for the Gators, that was just the beginning of a long series of games. Uh, and Ryan, I believe their next opponent is LSU. Yeah, it is in Baton Rouge oh. against one of the top scoring offenses in the country. Oh. But they haven't faced a defense like ours yet, and their mm-hmm. defense has been letting up some points as well. So, mm-hmm. don't count mm-hmm. the Gators out. I mean, it's. It's more likely that LSU will win, and it pains me to say that, but don't yeah. count the Gators out. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, the Gators have a long road ahead of them. They've also got uh, Georgia coming up soon, so uh, the, it doesn't get much uh, more difficult than the schedule that they have this year. So let's just see how far they've really come. Let's see if uh, you know their QB Trask can can get on on track here and not turn the ball over and fumble it several times. So. I will say he tried very, very hard to give uh, Auburn, uh, you know, some shots there during the game, trying to keep it even. I mean, a lot of credit to that goes to the Auburn defense, which is no joke. They were ferocious, so I'll give them that. Much respect to Auburn and their defense. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, someone they cast aside so willy-nilly, a certain LaMichael Pirine, who I think Mm -hmm. may be the best Florida running back since Fred Taylor. Uh, oh. He had that 88-yard scamper just matriculating down the field. Oh, my. For the, for the go-ahead, well, for the stay-ahead touchdown. It was it the longest uh, touchdown from scrimmage by a running back since Emmitt Smith. There you go. Yeah. So, there you and, go. And uh, you know he was just thinking in his uh, back of his head how that Auburn coach told him he was too slow to play in the SEC. And uh, ah. I wonder if they re- if they regret that now. Oh, you kind of have to, don't you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I think you probably do. Someone was kicking themselves for sure over on the sidelines. So uh, that's enough about football. Uh, Ryan, I got a few stories here, and uh, I didn't feel like they were wacky enough. So uh, they're actually kind of spooky we, and mysterious. Are we, we going to peer into the paranormal? I like the illusion. We're going to peer into the paranormal. I've got a few stories here, Ryan, that will make you scratch your head and wonder. And the first one comes from Oregon. Now, uh, That's good because I'm tired of scratching my balls and wondering. Like, why do my balls itch? That's you know, they have, like, right? a, they have salve for that. <laughs> what, I got to apply it myself, though? Yeah. Ass. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
So um, in Oregon, there's a place called the Sylvie's Valley Ranch. And Ryan, they got a lot of cows there. They got a lot of bulls. But something mysteriously happened to five of their young purebred bulls recently. They turned up dead on the ranch, completely drained of blood and with body parts precisely removed. Uh, come again? That's right. The uh, There's a photo of it here, and uh, perhaps we'll post it on the Facebook page. But uh, basically, the bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. Uh, there's no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. The uh, bull's red coat is as shiny as it was going to the fair, but is bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Damn, I mean, first of all, who's treating bulls like juice boxes? And why would you cut out the tongue? Okay, I get it, the tongue. It's pretty good on a sandwich with pastrami. But then the 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 genitalia? Is this the work of some fucking vampiric vegans, possibly? Wait, is that You know what? And that's that's where I was headed. That's where I was headed. I don't know about vampiric vegans, but uh I was thinking, what if it's a vampire? Like a cow vampire? That's right. Well, maybe uh, it's someone who was uh, turned into a vampire and they really don't want to murder a bunch of people, you know, because they've still got a conscience. Uh, and instead, they're just going out there and draining all the blood out of cows and, and cutting off their just, penis. Yeah, just taking the tongues and the dongs for, I don't know, playtime? What the fuck? Maybe they're just wanting to throw you off of the trail. Well, consider me throwing the fuck off. I mean, look. Cows are delicious. I get that. But you're going about it the wrong way. You left the best parts there. <laughs> well, uh, Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins has been working the cattle case and has gotten dozens of calls from all over offering tips and suggestions. But you know what my theory is? What's that? Chupacabra. Oh, my. No, yeah. do chupacabras, do they drink blood? You know it. In fact, uh, according to Wikipedia... Mm-hmm. Uh, the word chupacabra literally means goat sucker. Because oh. in Puerto Rico, when it was first reported back in March 1995, someone sucked off a bunch of goats. Well, their blood anyway. <laughs> and It's an important distinction, Ryan. You're going to say yeah. that someone sucked off some goats. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, not in the good way or the bad way. Either way, it's the wrong way. But uh, yeah, they were drained of blood. And um, they had three puncture wounds in the chest area. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, the sheriff's deputy says, uh, you know, that most people are leaning toward aliens and that uh, he had one caller even tell him to check for a depression underneath the uh, cow's corpse because uh, they say that the aliens, uh, once they beam the cows up and finish their experiments, will just drop them out of the saucer, uh, leaving a uh, indentation on the ground. Classic aliens that no one has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You you know, would think uh, with all these aliens out there, uh, you know, anally probing people and sucking off cows and goats, that uh, somebody would be able to get us a photo by now. You know, is this retribution from the aliens for um, being taunted and told to clap them cheeks at Area 51? <laughs> Holy shit, but, I didn't oh, even think about that. Oh, you want me to twerk? Okay, well, how about I just fucking drain your fucking cows of all their blood? What's wow. what's up now, motherfucker? <laughs> well, these cows, Ryan, are, uh, they're valuable. Uh, each one of them is worth about $6,000. Uh, 
And uh, since they were breeding bulls, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of future calves were lost as well. So, uh, you know, it could be, uh, you know, if you're looking for non-paranormal explanation, maybe it's some other rancher trying to sabotage their business. Nope. I want completely wildly speculative paranormal reasons. Definitely Chupacabra. Or Mm -hmm. Vampire Vegans. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, our next paranormal story, Ryan, uh, comes from Australia, where, um, Ryan, they are studying human corpses and how they decompose. Okay. I'm not going to ask why. I'm sure they have a very valid reason. Well, I mean, why do scientists ever, you know, investigate anything, Ryan? It's because they are searching for the truth and for knowledge. Well, uh, this discovery... Ryan, what they've uh, found is uh, human bodies actually change their position and move around after death. Uh, You mean like vampires do? (laughs) No, no. You see, uh, what usually happens is forensic examiners always assume, especially when they're investigating a crime, that when they find a body, it's in the exact same position it was when uh, that person died. I think uh, that's a safe assumption, you would you would think that if they are laying there dead, that is probably how they died and where they died at. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, this research uh, from uh, Central Queensland University in Rockhampton, Australia, suggests that human bodies can actually be somewhat restless after death. Yeah, if they're fucking zombies or vampires that don't. Uh, or maybe it's just a disturbed ghost who has uh, yet to complete his business upon our uh, upon our planet. Mm-hmm. So what's what's fla- uh, flailing about in your corpse going to do? Uh, maybe they're trying to get attention or they're uh, trying to reach out for their murderer or something like that. Or maybe ghosts aren't real, but vampires and zombies are. I mean, uh, we did just see some evidence about vampires, so yeah, uh, you could be right. Maybe they were. Hmm. Okay. I say we go to the graveyard, start exhuming bodies, chopping off heads, driving stakes through hearts. It's the only way to be certain. All right. We're going to get started with that right away. That's what we're going to have to do. Now, Ryan, that's two stories that prove uh, the supernatural things are real. But not every story is based in fact. And sometimes people are trying to take advantage of your open mind and try to dupe you with some bullshit. And that's where this next story comes in. Well, a seven-year-old Serbian boy named Bogdan is attracting media attention for his apparent ability to attract other things, such as silverware, remote controls, plates, and even a large frying pan. And the ladies. (laughs) No, not ladies. The object seemed to miraculously stick to the boy's skin. Bogdan's family claims he's magnetic, and an MSNBC reporter who filmed him in action says it's true. Really? So Mm -hmm. it's not just a sticky-ass kid. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, uh, according to Benjamin Radford, uh, who is an expert on these sort of things uh, and works for the uh, magazine called Skeptical Inquirer, there are several clues as to what's really going on. And uh, Radford says, a lot of times when you see these videos, the people are leaning back slightly. And if there really is some magnetic attraction, the person should be able to lean over. If a magnetic force is overcoming gravity, we should see that. 
And that's just one strong clue that we're not seeing any sort of magnetism. Uh, second, he says glass plates and non-metallic remote control, as well as metal objects, are shown sticking to Bogdan's chest. He says glass is not magnetic. If a smooth piece of glass is sticking to him and a smooth piece of metal, what do those have in common? A very smooth surface, not magnetism. He says, Ryan, this kid's not magnetic. He's just greasy. I mean, did it tip him off when they saw him take Kool-Aid baths? (laughs) Well, there is a uh, photo here of the kid, and he's got um, several spoons and cutlery, a knife and uh, a fork stuck to his chest. Uh, He's got a goofy, uh, delicate-looking smile on his face. And uh, clearly, parents never bathe this child, and lots of things are sticking to him. Ah, like fungus and all kinds of bacteria. Take a hose to that kid, you neglectful parents. So there you go, Ryan. There's two stories that prove the paranormal is real, and one story that proves Serbian boys are greasy. (laughs) Serbians are greasy. Vampire uh, vegans are real. Uh, and uh, aliens sometimes abduct, uh, abduct cows and drop them from their flying saucers onto the ground. Because we asked them to twerk, fucking petty yeah. aliens. You should never clap have, them cheeks. Never have said clap them cheeks because now they're after us and they're murdering our cows. Yeah, Why do they have to murder our most delicious animals? Take mm-hmm. the fucking wasps. No one gives a fuck about wasps. Yeah, fucking experiment on them. Shit. Yeah. They are. They are delicious. That's true. All Hell right. Yeah. So if you've got any comments this week and uh, maybe you want to tell us how amazing the uh, mighty Florida Gators are or um, how sad that offense was uh, for the Auburn Tiger or Eagle things, uh, then you can reach us on Facebook.com slash Angry Masons. Uh, maybe uh, reach out to us directly, angrymasons at catlover.com. Uh, or uh, you could always uh, shout at us on Twitter at Angry Masons. Download new episodes. That's right. Please do. SoundCloud.com slash Angry Masons. You can always catch us uh, on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and uh, iTunes, where we're still looking for some more reviews. So help us out there. Wait, isn't iTunes kaput now? Well, the software program iTunes is kaput, but uh, you can still uh, subscribe to podcast on on the uh, iTunes app. And do it. Because if you don't do it, your mom is a hoe. And so is your aunt. So uh, <laughs> I think that's it for us this week. Uh, we'll keep looking around for PDP. Hopefully he uh, isn't stuck under the couch or in a cabinet or, or something awful uh, like that. And uh, he'll be joining us again next week, we hope. Yeah, we'll have more mirth for you. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to have that third leg of mirth. So uh, until next time, thanks, everybody. Have a good one. See you.